Welcome back to Thoughts in the Shower, where we have a discussion about problems and ideas as a teenager. Today's setup is a bit different. I am using the Apple's Air earphones, earbuds with the wires. I'm not that rich yet. And it's 12 p.m. And actually, I skipped school. I'm supposed to have school today, but I have diarrhea, <laughs> which is like the, the, the worst thing because like, I think everyone has, has like a yearly diarrhea, like when every year you must have like a day where you just shit all day. You get what I'm saying? Because like we are so dirty and stuff, but whatever. Today's topic is not about diarrhea. It's not about skipping school, but it's about importance of self-learning, building systems and culture influence. Obviously, this is not a TED talk, but I'm going to share my opinions and ideas about some of his topics where I think it's interesting for the podcast. So let's start with importance of self-learning. I want to talk about hobbies. Growing up, um, I think everyone has hobbies and everyone changes throughout the, their growth. But for me, it's, I don't really remember like the past stuff, but I, I think I used to like Actually, I don't used to like anything. I still like doing most of the stuff now, like playing video games, Counter-Strike, some, some games like that, and a YouTube. I don't know if I'm, I've been treating YouTube as like a hobby or as like a thing, thing where I can make money off, like a job or something. Because jobs and hobbies are not the same. Jobs, hobbies and ambitions are not the same. That's what I'm trying to cl clarify in this topic. Hobbies are just something that you do for fun. And ambition is something you do to support yourself financially. So I think if you want to choose an ambition, you probably shouldn't pick anything from your hobbies. You probably can, such as, like, such as, such as YouTube. Because YouTube, when you starting, you can be you can make it as a hobby. You can play around. And when it starts to grow, it starts to pop, you might want to choose to do it as a job, do it as a business. Because business are usually the, the, the kind of hobbies that you can probably make a financial living off, financially supporting yourself. But if you do not have the initial boost in your business, you pro okay, or probably you can't choose anything from your hobby. And I also want to talk about some of my observation for normal teen problems. I am included in the teen genre. I'm included in the teen category. But from what, why, what I see from school, what I see from people around me, which is just school, which is just school, okay? I don't think most, most of you guys actually think about what you want to do. You probably have hobbies, you probably have ambitions, but I think I'm, I'm just like a early person to be a bit more mature, but I also agree that some people says that if you're in your teen years, live like a teen, don't think about adult problems, but, and, and, and also living as a teen and just living, living at the moment, living at the moment, doing what you generally like doing. And just have fun as a teen because it only happens one in, one in your life, one in a lifetime. But I personally think that 
I actually genuinely like talking about apartments in LA or I like talking about mortgages on LA. I like all of this stuff. I just I just like to know about it, but I'm not at the point to do something about it yet. But if you're a teen and you're still thinking that you can make you can you just playing Legos or watching Nickelodeon every day. It, I know it, I understand that it's a face, but keep in mind you 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 have to grow out of this face. Unfortunately, and eventually, once you turn 18, everything flips 180 degrees based on, based on what I think. Okay, because like when you're 18, you can you from from my country, you finish school and you have to go for college and choose your jobs. I think most of my graduates from my school went to went to those. It's probably just part time jobs, honestly, but they went to probably McDonald's, probably in some random shop. That's pro- there's probably a way to just have your initial finance going on, like experience, job experience. That's fine. But if you don't have an ambition, you you it will just get stuck. You just get stuck, and you will continually work in a McDonald's or a, a, any sh- shop just for the sake of supporting financially for yourself, or probably for your family if you ever start. But at that point, you'll keep craving, you'll keep digging for money because, and the only way is to work harder, work more, find more jobs, find more part-time jobs. And I, I think it's, that kind of sucks. So any teens out there, I encourage you to think about it. Think about what do you want to do in the future? Have, have, have a discussion with your friends, honestly. For my problem is not everyone likes to have discussion on this kind of topics because most teens in my school is they're just talking about games and stuff. I know I know I like games, but I don't really go and go and have a conversation about games. I have a conversation about random, very random adult stuff. Of course, sometimes it's pH because pH. It's kind of interesting, and the boys likes it, so we talk about it. It's fun, but just try to find someone that can have a conversation about adult adulthood or future. You know, those kind of topics are kind of nice to talk about. Honestly, if you if you have if you haven't tried it yet, try to find someone to talk about it. It's generally fun. Moving on, let's talk about being opening to ideas. And in conversation, such as this one, I find a lot of teenagers, a lot of my friends, most of my friends, most of my good friends, they are generally good people. And because in my country, you can easily find someone who is good from your childhood because, you know, the childhood is usually the best time because you're not spoiled or anything yet. But some people, some teenagers from my school, uh, some Tommy on my school, he might not like to talk about something such as such as and uh, engineering. You probably don't that that's lame. Probably Tommy don't like to talk about the fact that Tommy is a aggressive person. Tommy might think that being aggressive is a thing. Obviously, being yourself is a good thing, but if if to a certain extent that 
Tommy is affecting everyone around him, then it's a bad thing. And if, when people try to confront him for it, try to tell him about it, and he do not accept, that would be a good. That would be a bad problem. I think what I'm trying to say now is stubbornness. I think teens are very unlikely to be stubborn because they are still trying to open the stuff. But but there's like a few percent of people of teens who think like this. If you if you've met a Tommy, and he's an aggressive person, and you and you're and he always bothers you at school, stealing your pen, stealing your bag, stealing your books. What I find from my experience, I have this kind of Tommy person last time, but he's no I I no longer meet him. But I think that he has like a one hundred eighty degree change in a way. He's probably still aggressive, but it's more suppressed because you have you also you also have to be yourself at a certain percentage. But what I see from that Tommy is, I think it, I think it's because um, changing school, changing the environment and stuff, conflicts here and there in probably his family and probably somewhere he might have gone through something, which completely make Tommy change. So next time if you see a Tommy, don't don't. Don't be aggressive to him. Don't don't say, "Fuck you," "Fuck off," or change. Just change, because you also have to empathize on his situation. He might be going through some shit. We don't know, but try to understand and try to know that people can change. That's my main point. Just think that people can change. Moving on, let's talk about change as a constant. Throughout our lives, we have been changed. Oh, what the fuck? Okay, whatever. Throughout our life, we have been changing our hobbies. We have been changing schools, friends, and some of the things that we change are inevitable, and it might appear bad. But just know that change is always the constant. You can't stay in your lane forever. You cannot watch Nickelodeon forever. At a certain point, you might start watching PH. We don't know, but you, but you really have to be be pre prepare for it. You prepare for it, for any type of change, because change is always constant. No matter what, something is gonna go bad, something is gonna go wrong in your life. But being prepared and be ready for it, and just try to change it yourself. Because I think if you change it yourself, if you put yourself on some shit, the shit might. The shit that might come to you and shit you more, actually get suppressed in a in a sense. But that's just what I think. It doesn't happen all the time. But putting yourself in sh a shit such as um such as if you have never went on stage and performed before, try to put try to participate on something that you have never done before. Because stepping out of your comfort zone is the best thing. Just trust me. Go again. Going on straight stage is scary. I know, and you you get nervous and shit. And if you on if you got on stage and little Tommy talks about you and thinks that you are stupid on stage and he wants to bully you, that's fine. That's what you think. That's just what you think. He might Tommy might bully you, but in a fun way. We never know. But if you put yourself in a bad position, in a shitty position, you get the feeling of being comfortable to something. At that point, because comfortness, I think, is 
another muscle in ourselves. If we get too comfortable, our muscles decrease, our muscles get weaker. That's why we have to always work out, work out our confidence, work out our uncomfortness. And that's my point for that. <laughs> Just f wait for a while because today's, I'm going to change up today's format a little bit because from the last episode, I find myself to be slow, cringy, <laughs> and quite irritating to hear and not funny. One more, one more part of importance of self learning is I think accomplishing goals. Does it encourage confidence or ego? Like sometimes you can get like a A plus in your math exam, but does that encourage confidence or ego? Ego is when you, you think that you're the best in the room. You're the highest in the room. You are the, you're the shittiest person in the room. But if it encourage confidence, it means that you would not have as much fear in a certain topic or a certain situation, which is a good thing if that goal can help you accomplish that. So based on my experience, I've accomplished something I really want, but I don't think it has elevated any one of them, any, any, any encouragement, any, any encouragement of confidence, probably, or ego, probably like I'm, I think I'm balanced such as, such as getting a thousand subscribers. First of all, okay. On my first video, I have already talked about getting 1000 hours of 4,000 hours of watch time and 1000 subscribers. That is straight up stupid. Why would you ask that at the first video that you post? Do you think that you will magically happen? Do you think you're a celebrity? Do you think you are Bryce Hall? Because if you have Bryce Hall, you can do that straight up because you're cool, but I'm not. So what's the audacity at? Why would I think that would work? I, this generally, genuinely me asking myself, I don't know why would that work? Why would I talk about that? But during the course of me starting out on YouTube, I have only think about, oh, how can I get monetized on YouTube? Oh, monetizing is so good. It's so good. I can become rich and famous. That's so cool. But during the course, as I keep uploading and keep grinding, that slowly declines. That's that urge of trying to get that thing slowly declines and the urge of something else comes along such as I want to make better videos. I want to build a audience, which I've never did. None of them. I can't make any good videos. I can't build an audience. It's just some of the things that's completely biased to yourself because some people might think that your videos are good and you, you, you have already accomplished building an audience. Some of the things that is completely self-biased and I'm a very biased person, which causes me to not to like, feel like I have, I never will be able to accomplish anything. And I think that's the perfect drive sometime, but I don't think that I'm good enough yet. I'm not good enough to say that accomplish something you can't accomplish is a good thing because I'm not confident that would work. But that's just, just an idea for you. If you are trying to pass your exam, you, you think that passing your exam is the best thing? Probably not. Probably writing an essay, like a perfect essay is your thing. Probably trying to finish the, your math paper in 20 minutes is a thing. But you might not ever accomplish that, but you're on the journey to accomplish that. It's just, I don't, I don't understand why would this work because it's like suicidal. But <laughs> does it even make sense? It's like, you knew that it won't work, but you still go for it. 
Why? Well, I I think that this is a type of drive, and that's that's the thing for importance of self learning. Moving on, I'm gonna talk about building systems. Okay, this topic might be a bit confusing, but let me talk. Let me s give me give you more context about this. What I mean by building systems is specifically for content creation. Well, you might think that making videos are just such as making gaming videos is just you playing the game and you being good in the game, you you doing whatever what the other gaming creators are doing. Um, that's not the thing. Okay, you don't just copy what the big gamers do because they themselves have their own system on financially monetizing. Um, what the ideas, the everything is settled is is made in a system which allows them to probably stream every day, probably upload every day, probably create content every day because they have like a perfect system. But for example, uh, Lil Huddy, no, no, what the hell? Um, for example, Max, he wants to be a social media influencer. And what you see from Instagram as a, as a influencer is by wearing nice clothes, being a hypebeast, hypebeast and they, like little Tommy don't understand that those hype bees are sponsored, are advertising their stuff, and they are they are able to do many stuff. Just rather just being an influencer, they are actually making a business. I don't know if you get what I mean there, but let's move on to about how to build a system. <laughs> well, I think system and strategy. I think strategy is like a broader word. Strategy is like a more a better term for this in this context strategy how do you create a strategy that will make you famous the next month well from from what i think from my shower thought i think is completely predicated to math and science <laughs> math and science if you study science if you go to school and you actually pay attention to science whenever you're doing an experiment you have a few list of steps that you will go through. I think at first you're probably the apparatus. Um, oh my God, actually I didn't listen to science at all. Oh my God, I should have brought like a science book up. But you have steps, such as having like a subject apparatus and what's your expectation, what's your hypothesis, what's the procedures, those kind of stuff. Okay, let's put, in con let's put it in context. Let's say your apparatus is your computer, your mobile phone, your internet, and your hypothesis is you can make $1,000 from it. And what's your procedure? See, the procedure the procedures part is quite the unknown to me, honestly, because from science, because it's, it's science is just someone who, someone had did that procedure. Someone have did the experiment. That's why they can, they can write it down, write the procedure down every time. But at the first early stage on like an unknown subject, unknown, goal the procedure i guess is calculated based on math recently i've been playing a game on my phone like i never really play phone games mobile games because i think it's kind of shitty but i got kind of addicted to clash royale and i've been browsing to youtube on how to build the best decks the best kind of decks to win and letter up my levels so i found this deck that is that i think is the most balanced in terms of offense and defense and the strategy to win using this deck is to is to have i think there's like two cards 
there's eight cards in total. Two cards are for one card is specifically for offense, and like one other card is like completely defense, and like the other six is completely to in the middle. Whenever I use a deck and I meet an opponent, I always, I will always think about what they have in their cards, what the cards they have, and what's the elixir, what's the cost of their cards, and I will just calculate it in my mind, and that that really helps. That makes that creates my strategy to win the whole game is to calculate in my mind. And if calculation can make a strategy, a a, a procedure, why have never why what why people are not talking about it? I'm not sure, but it's what I'm saying now is probably like a high top secret kind of stuff that those people from the top don't want to know about, don't know don't don't want you to know about. That's my hypothesis. So if you want to become famous or whatever, you can calculate what's the what's the return on investment for YouTube. If you work on YouTube, will you make more money than YouTube do? I think in my calculation, that's definitely no, because that's that's hundred percent no. Although they give you like most of the advertising money to you, I think it's like fifty percent, and they get like forty five percent, but. You know, demonetizing is the thing, right? And demonetizing can be a algebra, can be the unknown, unknown figure, unknown unit. If you put that in and you do some algebra thing, which I don't get it at school, then you will. In the conclusion is, YouTube will make more. YouTube got the most benefit out of this. You actually have to calculate the benefits of your strategy. And let's give me. Let me give you another example. Let's talk about.、Uh, I think I'm gonna use my Clash Royale, Clash Royale、um, visualization kind of, you know, as an example. See, Clash Royale、um, every week, every Sunday they have a special time where you can collect one of the most valuable cards in the game, and you have to gather a, a few amounts of cards before you can level up the card. But this really valuable card only happens in The sun and and Sunday, and you can get it for free. Think about it. Why would I give you a free thing? Why would I give it for free? If they give it for free, they would basically lose more people playing that game, because if everyone is ma at max level and they can win any game they want, why would every anyone play the game? What's the fun? What's the what's the push for the game? So I think Clash Royale really has like a very strong strategy balance. Although like there's some cards that are not balanced, but there's a balance in your game that help them make make the profit and also keep their players engaged. And they always give this kind of benefit, looking like hundred、uh, percent high reward, low risk kind of thing. They show you this, and you play that, and then you you participate. You lose all the things like those kind of things, like gambling <laughs> in a sense. But gambling is. It's all algebraic. You don't know the amount, the the right amount of value. I hope that makes sense because I I don't really get it myself too. But let's look at some other systems that some YouTubers has created for themselves that that helps them、um, grow their audience and subscribers and likes and stuff and their brand and their finance. I want to I want to specifically compare Emma Chamberlain. She's my favorite YouTuber. I have. It's kind of weird, but I have her picture as my wallpaper. It means that I am a big fan. 
And what I observe from her podcast, from her YouTube channel, from her coffee company, from a merch, um, I, 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 let me give you, let me tell you this. I'm not, I haven't really think about it yet, but this is just some of the most basic things I can find from him, from her. So first of all, she's a personality, personality based YouTuber which makes her, which allows her to do whatever she wants. You get on, get what I mean? Because if you are a makeup artist, such as James Charles, you, you can't simply make content that is out of completely out of the topic of makeup. You can, you can, you can have Dixie, Charlie D'Amelio come over and makeup. That's still within the makeup genre. But if you're personality based, people would just treat you as the main genre. And that's gold. That's that's what I think. That's why I think influencers are working because they they use their own personality to grow the his grow their business, grow, grow their grow their advertising stuff, whatever. But most of the influencers out there are just completely unbalanced in terms of the livable personality, which is the genuine between the audience and the creator and the finance business part. I think. Most most influencers really just push all the way to the to the to the left side and completely business and probably like two percent of personality and audience engagement. But for Emma Chamberlain, she started straight up from personality. Not not really straight up, but first of all, her first videos are like completely uh towards the fashion kind of videos. But as soon as she felt sick of it, she started making a videos of her own. The reason why I switched my, my YouTube channel to completely to personality basis because I really, I can't really stick into one kind of system because system is supposed to work for you, not for you to work to. Is that what I so, I don't know if that makes sense, but if it stopped, if it's starting to decline because it is start to not work, you, sh you have to, you have to take the risk and change it because like the culture, the culture always changes and if you don't change you will get declined but for personality that's why personality youtubers work because they can always adapt to new cultures the internet culture specifically but but the hard thing about being a personality based from my experience is you have nothing to grow into you have no topic like those big topics to grow into that's why a lot of those tips youtubers talk about sticking into a genre which is painful, honestly. If you just play games all the time in your videos, you don't you don't get the point of making a video. You don't. There's no fun making the video. But of course, YouTube have a YouTube has a balance. YouTube also allows you to feature your videos in in home screen in recommended, and that's the probably the only way for personality based YouTubers to break through. Or you can have people like you can find you can collab. Collaborating is one of the best ways to grow as a personality influencer or whatever. But for my situation now, it's really un unbalanced and it's really difficult. That's for personality. And let's talk about Emma Chamberlain's business stuff. I think Emma Chamberlain is really dedicated towards more towards the creator and audience engagement type of things rather than more business stuff. And when she talks about business, she really means she really likes it. She really she do mean she do she do she do mean what she sell off, and that's that's 
this like the best thing for the audience, but for her as an individual, how is that gonna support? How is that gonna support her financially? Well, that's that's why you have to balance it out. But Emma Chamberlain somehow made this made a system that can completely help her grow with the balance of business and over personality in uh, audience and audience and creator relationship. Because like even if you uh, give me let me give you an example. You have a friend. Why do you have a friend? Because you you suck. Why would you have? Why would you? Why would you have a friend? Okay, probably with your friend likes you because he sucks. He likes you for your personality, or whatever. He probably likes your money. I don't know. But there's also times where you sell off something to your friend. I think that's how it works. But sometimes you want to talk about. Sometimes you just you just you just you're not conscious about it. You just accidentally advertise something to your friend, and your friend doesn't find that as advertising. And I think that that's how Emma Chamberlain does it. Like your friend probably, you probably tell your friend about about the new Air Jordans. Like he likes Air Jordans too. You like Air Jordans, Air Jordans too. So what's is it an advertisement? Yes. Is it does it ruins the relation between the creator and the audience? No. It it in a certain point, it, I think it helped them more. It helped the brand, the relation better more. And I think that's the system that. Emma Chamberlain really succeed in, but I think she she really need a better system for her videos, man. I know she says she, I know she's stressed and stuff about her videos. She likes podcast more, and I like I genuinely believe her that she like podcast more because if you listen to her podcast, she probably doesn't have like a right sequence throughout it, but but she's really interesting in every way, and what she talks about is really genuine, and you can really relate to her. As a person, and that's how she works. And she also gets a lot of money from the podcast because she have almost like I think like three segments of advertising, maybe yeah. But she is she she's really good at podcasts, not the best, but good enough. But for YouTube, I really want her to get better, but I also don't want her to get stressed about it because she's she's a emotionally she's an emotional person, and she. She has been grinding for two years on YouTube, and that wrecks her mood away. So, so I think she really needs someone to help her create a better system. I don't really have any suggestion yet because the person who creates the system for her has to genuinely, genuinely know about her. Because um, Emma Chamberlain's videos are sometimes all over the place, but sometimes it can be ridiculously good, such as the last one. I think she talks about getting involved in internet drama. Internet beef—that's <laughs> that's really funny, and I think that I think she got the idea from her dad or something from a from a close ones. But if she have a system that can constantly give her ideas and constantly constantly do the same thing, but also get the same amount same amount the same amount of entertainment and views, that will work for her. If she have if she can find a balance for between new ideas. And ideas that has been used before, but still is still working and, and is evergreen and still entertainment and still fun. If she can do that, she won't feel burnt out. Like she might have get yeah, burned out from her edit editing times before, but now she got an editor, which balanced her life a bit more. But she still needs this new system that can help her balance stuff. Hey, welcome back. Um, actually, you are still here, but but I. I <laughs> I start recording that day, and now I have to like continue the podcast or whatever. And now let's move on to overthinks. 
because sometimes you don't get ideas and you get discouraged. See, the thing being, the thing being with completely out of ideas might be a good thing sometime. Uh, I usually work with ideas, like such as this podcast, I have ideas written down. But but if you have ideas, write it down and schedule it and plan it in a book, in anything. Just put it down because like you will forget about it. But the thing with doing stuff with no idea is sometimes you can get a little more creative with it. Sometimes it can be more fun with it. But obviously, if you're like trying to do a TikTok, if you have no idea, at least at least just try to watch some renegades and or some dances they want to learn before you actually do it. Just a, a brief, brief, brief idea. Just try to get something really simple and just do it. Although you sound like it, you don't have any ideas, but it will work. If you have, if you're struggling with getting ideas or you have an idea, but it, that idea is not a suitable idea for your current content, try to use synonyms, synonyms with that idea. Just connecting points is, is so helpful. Trust me, if you can get something like skateboarding and then you connect that with, I don't know, cinema, cinematography, what is that? Or you can combine it with a, a shoe and then another advertisement for shoe. If you have like a brand deal from a shoe brand. And I guess that's that. I actually wanted to talk about culture and influence, but I feel like that's, I don't feel like it now, but let's just try to, you know, slide it in doing something with no idea. So I, I, I personally think that I have a kind of special accent. I'm not sure about you, but I, as, as I'm growing up, I used to have, I don't think I have any accents at all. I can like switch around being as an Australian or you can be a fucking boomer. I don't know. I can make a lot of accent. I, this is so mocking. I'm so sorry. But for my accent specifically, I don't, nobody speaks like this here. If, unless you went to Britain or UK and you came back, you will sound different. But in here, nobody speaks like me. <clears throat> it's kind of weird. I don't know. But whenever I want to record something and post it online, I would try to have a, try to sound better in a sense, try to sound more understanding, more understandable. Um, I don't know, man, but it's over through, throughout the years, I think that this stupid accent has actually buying to me and I don't have to think about it and I can just do it randomly. I don't know if it's, is this, if this bored or something because I'm like sipping, I'm like talking kind of low key the way. Because um, same thing, I just woke up, <clears throat> but can I chill? I just woke up and yeah, and I and I have to f finish this shit and upload this on Wednesday. <clears throat> Moving on on social circle. Personally, I like having a small social circle. Ever since I kind of do this YouTube thing, I realized that a lot of people has been like hitting me up in real life, but I don't think they're within my social circle in a sense, like a friendship circle. But I have, all, I, I basically only have like two really co close friends, two or, and then there's like many other ranks that 
know the second rank is like a little bit closer homie type of vibes but at the top rank it's like complete homie and you can go homosexual with it but having a small social circle is can be quite amazing actually i think most people have a small social circle i, I don't get any trust problems with my friends there's no trust issues but for some people who has them maybe you should shrink down your social circle but i think at that point you probably have no friends but i don't know man just try to rank people try to rank your friendships greats like just grade them if you want to if you want a homie vibe with them then put them on like then like try to talk to him a little bit try to understand it more only you start putting in on the freaking homie homosexual homosexual type of vibes but i don't think that's kind of interesting i don't i i, I don't think i can give any good advice on that i don't know why i wrote it down here Okay, this is a fire one. Let's talk about school. Last week, I think I have spit some stuff about school. I don't think anyone has listened to that at the end, but school for me is pretty much prison. My school is, uh, I don't know, it's really bad. The facilities and everything looks bad. The education there is, I would say, average. I don't know if any people have like better education than, than this because like, I have very little hope for education now. Like, I, I, I don't know if it's supposed to educate you or just make you a, a machine to work for them. Uh, I, have, I, made so, I made up so much assumption about it. But the best thing about school is you get to, you know, socialize. Without school, you can't socialize. This example has been proven during quarantine. But school is, my school is still okay because like it's only six hours and normally schools here are like eight hours like they go hardcore in it they go the whole day the whole week whole weekend they're like completely studying that type of stuff that's crazy i can't i cannot compensate with that because even in a six hour school i'm getting crazy already the, the, the teacher aren't really teaching stuff in a way i'm not I understand i don't think the stuff that the teacher are teaching is that valuable to my future or anything because uh, let me give an example there's a language which is the language here in my country but i don't think it really teach anything about it about the language but more than like poems and shit why would i want to know about poems why don't why would i want to spend so much time on poems or poetry like i have no interest in that can you teach something better or something more fun such as, I don't know, talking about just having like a small discussion in in the language that the teacher is supposed to teach and speak it in, yeah, speak in the language and talk about something like adulthood or taxes if you want or uh, career choices. Those are, those are quite important stuff, but I understand that school has their own system they have their own the, the teachers are, are forced forced to follow something yeah the system we can't blame much about the teacher but the system is what creates these teachers and the students because this because the system teaches the teacher then the teacher move it on to the students and the students cycle keep cycling i think that's how it works it's just trying to keep people in in the same place but not really try to act, trying to move them out sometimes i even heard that college are basic bullshit i'm not sure about that i think that you can get more out of that but it's really expensive 
um, in a way, I don't think that that was worth, like Elon Musk says, education can be must, education is free because since now we have the internet, but the internet is not that real. I don't think the internet is that rel reliable for information because there's so much information that you have to go through to find one information that's completely true and right. I can, I can, I can give you an example such as the freaking news. If you want to know about some news, there's so many versions of it. There's so many different versions of it that's, that's make it so much information that you don't know if it's true or not. And I, th I can also give you another example. YouTube. Um, if you are a YouTuber, I think that you will definitely go search how to get more views, subscribe or some shit like that. But all of these people who teach us this, I don't know what's up with them. Those tips are just basics as freak and they make it look like it's top tier. Value is really unknown. Like they keep saying the same thing. And I, I know that uh, saying the same thing is the way of, it's the only way or something like that. But there's so much more things that you can talk about besides titling your videos perfectly. And I don't think that's like a perfect title because there's a truck outside. I don't think it's fucking dog barking. I don't think that you can actually have a perfect title. If you have a perfect, okay. If you have a perfect title, um, that's more orientated towards the more interesting side to the audience, then you can't be appealing to the fucking SEO. The, the search engine won't help you because that, that, the title is not, it's not widely searched. But if you go to towards all with the SEO, you, you get ranked high. But whenever someone watches your shit, it's fucking scam. I hate that shit, man. I hate it much. That's why sometimes podcasts and reading can be quite, it's, it's better. Trust me, podcast reading is better than freaking YouTube videos. But some YouTubers, some YouTube videos are genuinely good for education, such as like cooking and shit. Those, those can be genuine. But for this kind of business stuff, they're kind of like, a type of con artist. They're just trying to get revenue and shit. Uh, that's my rant on that thing. It can't be, it can, it's probably not true. You can DM me on at Popey on Twitter or at Crakey18 in Instagram. But I also wanted to talk something about self-reference on culture. Personally, I think speaking to Americans, it's kind of fun. I have, I, I this is probably not reliable, but I met some friends on Clash Royale in the clan. Obviously, I didn't share much information, but we just hang, we just have fun and talk about stuff. And I never thought Clash Royale actually has women or girls playing. And they seem so chill. They just randomly hook me up and just play a few matches together and talk about stuff and have fun. Like, I think hanging out with Americans is really cool in a sense. But there's also the, the bad stuff of it, you know, only Americans would know what's the bad stuff of it. We don't know. I like, I like having people who's more socializing and more open to stuff. I think that's what I find from an American. That's why I'm kind of dedicated to move to America and take bold risk. That's probably the bold, the, the hugest risk I can take, which is moving to America because I can be broke as freak and it'll be dangerous. But I also, I think applying for citizen, citizenships in the U.S. is getting more expensive over the years, which is scary because if I can't make this, if I can't make podcasts or freaking TikToks or YouTube money bags, if I can't do that, 
I might have to go to the normal route, go to college, be shitty, live shitty, and then get a nine-to-five job. This sounds so depressing, man. But but I wish. But I'm still wishing. I still I still have time, but not much actually. It's only five years. Five no, yeah no three years, man. Three years. I have three years left. If I don't make make it out of here, I might get stuck in stupid college and some course that I don't like, and get stuck. Get stuck. Getting stuck is the worst thing. But um, I don't think I'm. I will be there to take bold risk. But as Gary V says, if if someone said that if you haven't figured out your shit at twenty nineteen and shit, you're you're going to fail. But but the real thing is the person who's saying that haven't figured out their shit, and you still have another forty, fifty years, eighty years to live. When you're twenty, just imagine how young you are. That's that's my that's. The Gary V part. I really recommend you to listen to Gary V. He helped me a lot um throughout the years on YouTube and as in, in life in general. I think he, I, I I understand there can be a lot of con artists out there who just creating cults like Dan Lok or something. Like they will say they will give you like fake advices and stuff, and they will say you can become a millionaire by not doing this and that. Those those are kind of con artists, but for Gary V. I don't think he's really selling you anything. He's just telling you to go buy his wine, buy uh, go go text him so that you can be on a show, on the TV Gary V show. But in general, he always I know that he always say the same thing. But he's actually I can I think I think his his advice are quite genuine. Sometimes it can be applied to worldwide people, but sometimes I think that it can only be applied to Americans. I feel like Americans have so much privilege that it can only be applied to. Specific people there, which is only there, and nowhere else. I might go on American privilege just and probably now. I'm I'm gonna spit some, but I might talk about that in like the next few episodes. Because being American, you have a lot of opportunities in terms of career, such as if you do TikToks and stuff. I don't I know I know that nobody, not everyone gets famous being as a TikToker, but you have you you always have the option to diversify. Instead of just having TikTok, you can also probably go to Hollywood, Netflix. You guys have so much options, I think. But there's also people there who live in poverty, who have no money, and is stuck. And poverty rate there is so much higher than here. Then it's just a lot of a lot of homeless people there. But if if you if you live averagely wealth wealthy, you can make it. Quite far in America, if you really put in the work, because working hard there is a thing. Compared to here, you probably have to work hundred percent, but as American, you can probably just work thirty five percent. And there's also competitors. Yeah, I get it, but there's a lot of options there. So if you're an American and you're listening to this, just I just want you to take care of your privileges and don't get upset about stuff because. You you always have to know that there's someone out there who's living worse than you. I think that's it for this session. Shower's over. Today's session ends here. Next week we'll be talk. We'll be talking about cringe TikTok. The title will be TikTok may still win against Reels from Instagram. That's kind of a juicy one, so don't miss out on next Wednesday. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter, Instagram. At cricket eighteen for Instagram and TikTok at cricket pope, which is P O P E, 
on Twitter. And I think I'm going to be, I'm going to make TikToks again. I just, I just have to feel it. But I will always also give you advices on TikTok for the next episode. Go out and manifest your ideas. Thanks for listening.